The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he felt sorry for them, because they were harassed and dejected like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is rich, but the laborers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers to his harvest. He summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits with power to cast them out and to cure all kinds of diseases and sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, the one who was to betray him. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them as follows. Do not turn your steps to pagan territory, and do not enter any Samaritan town. Go, rather, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, Cast out devils. You received without charge, give without charge. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Uh, I want to begin with a joke that I once heard um, Father Brian. I don't usually begin with a joke, but, but this Gospel is ripe for it because it has the names there, so I can cheat by looking at the Gospel. Um, but Father Brian told this joke about these two people who grew up together, these two friends, close friends. Um, and and one, was, one was from a devout Catholic family and the other was from a Protestant family, but both very devout in their faith. And, um, and as they're growing up, they're good friends, but they were very competitive with each other, you know? And so they tried to outdo each other at the athletics carnival and then they tried to outdress each other at the, you know, fancy dress parties in school and then at the prom, they tried to, you know, get the, get the same girl. And eventually, um, the Catholic grows up to be a priest. He experiences a call to the priesthood, he becomes a priest. And the other fella feels a call to his community and he becomes a pastor. And he's a married, he's a married man with his, with his flock. Anyway, as all their life they're competing and they're, they're outdoing each other with their sermons and their ministry and their whatever to the poor. All in good fun, but also a little bit trying to one-up each other. Eventually the Protestant pastor dies and he goes up to heaven and he sees St. Peter at the gate and um, uh, let's call him Phil, you know, and he says, Phil, it's wonderful to see you. Uh, we've seen all the wonderful work you're doing and, and you know, you've, you've entered into now the bliss of, of the kingdom. So come on in, but before you do, it's, it's lowercase t tradition here to to have a little Bible pop quiz, you know, and you love the Bible, so you'll be good at this. Um, do you know about the 12 apostles? He said, yes, of course I do. He said, okay, good, name them. And he says, oh, well, of course, there's Simon, who's called Peter. There's his brother, Andrew. There's James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother, John. There's Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus. Uh, Simon, the zealot, and Judas, who betrayed our Lord. He says, very good, well done. You can come inside. But just, if you don't mind, man the gate for a moment because I need to take a quick toilet break. So if someone comes, just, just see if their name's on the list and then just ask them a Bible question, okay? He says, yeah, sure. 
So Peter leaves and Phil is at the gate. Meanwhile, Father, let's call him Father Bob. Father Bob dies. And he comes up and as he's approaching the gate, he says, is that Phil? And Phil says, Bob, it's wonderful to see you, Bob. Bob, uh, heaven has been watching your work. And while mine was better, heaven is very impressed <laughs> with, with what you've been doing. So, so come on into your bliss. But before you do, they have a little tradition here that you, you have a bit of a Bible quiz. Um, you love the Bible, don't you, Bob? Yes, Phil, I love the Bible. Good. Uh, let's see. Do you know the feeding of the 5,000? Yes, Phil, I know the feeding of the 5,000. Good. Name them. <laughs> it's a great joke, eh? <laughs> okay. Sorry? He needed an iPhone. I needed it. Yes, he needed an iPhone. Well, Bob's in the digital age. Um, so today the shepherds of the flock are named. And, and, you know, Jesus says, frankly, he doesn't want several flocks scattered all over the shop. He has one flock, one shepherd, and please God, we're all finding our way back into that, that beautiful security of his fold. Um, that happens slowly and it happens gently and it happens with the spirit undermining our silly, silly things we, we start to argue about. But God is gathering us to be sheep in, in, his, um, in his sheepfold, enjoying the pasture that he's given to us. On that note, I simply want to give us um, seven little things about what kind of sheep we are. Because it's a strange image that Jesus gave us. And you might say, oh, it's contextual. That was for the first century Palestine. Yeah, sure. But there's something eternal about our word, is there not? So this is not for a time gone, but this is us. We are the sheep. And he's still the shepherd. We have that image there, this Jordanian mosaic that mum had made for, um, for, for me. So, so let's look at these seven things, hey? Um, and boys over there, if you can remember these seven things, if you can remember these seven things, you'll be, you'll be in good stead, hey? So here's number one. We are sheep. We have each other, right? Look around. Look at your fellow sheep. Uh, we have each other, yeah? Now, I want to say with every privilege, I'm going to list seven privileges. With every privilege comes a responsibility or a, or a mission, okay? So we are sheep, we have each other. That means we have to look out for each other. We have to be a real and authentic flock, gathered so that no one gets lost by the wayside and, and has potential to be captured by wolves and whatnot. We gather in this, in this safe place among, among our brothers and sisters. You got number one? We're, we have each other? Good. Number two, we are sheep. We have a shepherd. Can you have a wild guess who that is? Good man. Good. Did you give me <laughs> Then the Holy Spirit did, okay? Jesus, good. We have a shepherd, all right? So we're not dejected and lost and scattered and left to fend for ourselves. We have a shepherd. The mission, therefore, is that we must help each other know the shepherd. It's our job to help each other know Jesus and to hear his voice, which is often the most subtle the most respectful of all the voices in the world. Um, it's through shepherds that God has been pleased to gather and to tend this flock of his. Number three, community. We have each other. We have a shepherd. Number three, we are sheep, not goats. And that's worth pointing out. 
because Jesus differentiates one from the other. People who have livestock would know, um, you know, the, the gifts and the curses of, of either beast. Um, we're sheep, therefore, it's also part of our job to help uh, lead others to the green pastures that we've found. Think of the closing words of that gospel. You received without charge, so give of the greenness that you have without charge. Um, allow, allow as many as possible to feed on the privileges that we've gained. Uh, goats have to sort of forage around and scrounge around and eat the prickles and the brambles and whatnot. But they do, don't they? They're messy animals. That's not who Jesus has called us to be. You got one, two, three. Number four. There's seven, okay? Number four. We are sheep for whom the shepherd lays down his life. And we heard that reading. Jesus died for us while we were in the worst possible way. You know, Jesus didn't wait for us to be super good and then said, okay, now I'm willing to give my life for you. Mm-mm. When we were at our worst, the shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Therefore, we can imitate the love of our shepherd by likewise laying ourselves down for those around us, living sacrificial lives because we love them. Uh, we care for them. Mm-hmm. Number five, and this might be a bit scary, but it's a reality, just like all of these are. We are sheep sent out among wolves. Uh, we probably experience that to different degrees at different times. It's something that is just the reality of this world. It's a messy, uh, darkened, kind of razor-edged world at times. And Jesus doesn't shelter us from that entirely. He says, no, that's actually the mission field. That's where our work is. Um, therefore, we can't, we can't delude ourselves into thinking that this is not a spiritual battle, which means we have to somehow battle harden ourselves for what we're going to endure. We're sheep, okay, but we're not mild, little, fluffy, you know, stuffed animals. We're sheep, if you like, with teeth to bite we're sheep with a thick hide to be bitten. We're hardy sheep. Hmm? Sheep who can really drive the mission forward. Um, number six. We are sheep. Our concern is for the least among us. Think of Jesus' words. Whatever you did for the least among me. Oh Lord, when did we visit you in prison? When did we give you drink? When did we clothe you? When we saw the face of Christ in all humility, coming to us in, in the most uh, in the most disgraced, if you like, of, of disguises. I think it's Teresa Ravela who says, our Lord comes to us disguised in the poor. Um, if we can recognise him, we have the eyes to see and then to serve him. Number seven, finally, we are sheep lost and found. Christ has sent us, by virtue of our baptism, he said, go. At the end of every Mass, we say, go. Um, and, he's, and he's sending us still. The word apostle means sent. Um, the apostles are the ones who are posted, literally, out to the world. Well, that's us as well, sharing in the apostolic mission. We're sent out um, to find the lost, because we ourselves were lost and are found. We're sent out to find them and to tell them the kingdom of heaven is near, is close at hand. It's in fact within our grasp, because God has decided to place it there. And not only that, it's our work, humble as we are, empowered by the Spirit, operating in the name of Jesus, the power of the Son of God, 
to cure the sick, to touch and to cleanse the lepers, to raise the dead. All of that is, is our great work. You can see then we're no ordinary shepherds. Oh, we're no ordinary sheep. We're sheep who share in the work of our shepherd. We're sheep who are raised up to share in the fullness of what Christ has and is. John 10.10, 10, I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. Close your eyes and hear once again these words from the psalm. It's a deep, deep knowledge that we must have. And knowledge is a gift of the Spirit. It's, it's a deep, deep spiritual soul thing. It's not a head knowledge. It's a heart and a body and a being knowledge. These are our words. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to him. We are his people the sheep of his flock.